Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Girl, Did You Watch? I'm Maddie. And I'm Cindy, and we are your hosts. So excited to be here. How about you, Maddie? (laughs) Oh, I'm so, so pumped to talk about this movie and this show and all the other shit we've been watching. So, yeah, I'm pumped to be here. I just, I'm just pumped to talk shit about anything with you. So, (laughs) hey, girl. Um, How's your week been so far? I feel like I thought today was Thursday. It's only Wednesday, which is just rough. But, you know, nothing's worse than waking up and thinking it's like um, Saturday or Sunday. And it's a weekday. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. You know, I'm actually really loving the turn and change in weather. Like, it's about time, bro. I love the summer. I really do. It's my favorite. But this summer and these mosquitoes, they, Mm. listen, they said, high humidity, what's the assignment? Okay, got it. And they've been (laughs) out here just feasting on my family. Okay. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I haven't had that problem, but I also am just ready for the cooler weather. I love me a good sweater. In New York City, though, right now, the weather is very confused. It was like 75 degrees today, and the other day my heat was on because the low was 40-something. So it's just confused. I'd like for it to make up its mind because I'm ready for sweater weather, like permanently. Yeah, it's like really crisp mornings and then just like really kind of uncomfortable afternoons because you're overdressed or underdressed or just like why am I even dressed why am I even outside why am I right it's a pandemic let me just go home let me just go right like questioning all your life choices based on this erratic 30 degree span in 12 hours right like what is happening anyway so that was our tangent on the weather and how we're doing okay so today We're going to talk about the movie Queen Pins, which was out Mm -hmm. in theaters about a month ago, September, and just recently came on to Paramount Plus, which we have now become happy subscribers of, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, they got us, honestly. They really did. But you know what? It's funny, too, because right around, I guess, like this time last week or something, they did announce um, season two of All Stars, the challenge All Stars, which is also on Paramount. So, like, whatever. We were going to sign up again regardless. But um, because this cast looks a little more stacked. So excited about that. that. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All of it. Yes. I did see that promo, too. And I was like, oh, well, would you look at that? I don't know know if the promo was strategically placed because I got it Paramount. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. So I don't get, like, buyer's remorse or subscriber's remorse, if you will. Yeah. For real. Oh, I definitely get subscriber's remorse. Um. But yeah, I'm excited about this movie. I had never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I told you about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a loser. All right. Let me tell you how I came across this movie. Again, it's my kid loves the Google Gaga thing on Prime Video. And it's only on Prime Video. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Prime Video had an ad for it. And I oh, was interesting. Like, Is that Kristen Bell? And I was like, wait, you know, on their banner promo things. Right. And it was like an animated one, which I had never seen before. And it was like a commercial for it, the trailer, I guess. And Vince Vaughn popped up and I was like, okay, I'm sold. Okay, I'm here. 
Let's go. When are we watching this? <laughs> you know, it's so funny as I, again, had never heard of it, but I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, oh yeah, I, I've been seeing like previews. I was like, I literally haven't heard of anything about this movie. <laughs> so I guess I've just been looking Where's under a rock. I don't know. Where did you see the preview? What channel? What are you watching? What right. show? <laughs> Which is hilarious because she doesn't even watch a lot of TV. I was like, Ashley, how? <laughs> like, how did you hear about this? Meanwhile, I watch everything and I didn't know. But I'm excited because I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Me too. Okay, Maddie, tell us what it's about. Okay, well, real quick. It's about a suburban housewife and her best friend, who's also like her direct next door neighbor. And they're, they get into this illegal coupon like scheme and they basically scam corporations, these large corporations for millions of dollars um, all through clipping some coupons and selling that shit on the black market. So um, what was hilarious was that there's this unlikely duo that kind of catches them in the act. And it's um, a U.S. postal inspector and this guy, Ken, whose sole purpose in life is to inspect coupons. So, again, I don't even know if those are legit jobs. Would love to know if they are. So, um, so okay, quick correction. So Ken is not – that's not his sole job. His sole, He's a loss – He's an LP manager, loss production manager. So I worked in retail and loss production is like stolen goods or like damaged goods or missing goods, right? Like, <laughs> Okay. So I totally missed that part of business, um, my business degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like retail though. No, I mean, I don't what's, know. What's I, hilarious I is that school. Cindy and I were in the same business courses in college. <laughs> But yeah, I never worked retail, and the, he legit made it seem like his only interaction with customers was about coupons. So that's what I gathered. So, anyways, yeah. okay, sorry, correction, hilarious. Um, but that was basically it. Yeah, these two ladies come up with this wild scheme, and these two, uh, this again, unlikely duo, they're like um, apples and oranges. Um, go after them. Yeah, and chaos ensues. Yeah, it's so funny. So it's a comedy. It's in inspired by a true story. So oh, this really? apparently really happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it the setting is in Phoenix, Arizona, where it also really happened. And yeah, what's interesting about the movie is that they also talk about like the U.S. Postal Service, which is so weird because I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news about the U.S. Postal Service. But they've got like a shit ton of drama going on over there. So it's weird that they chose that because in real life, it, it wasn't the U.S. Postal Inspector. Oh, okay. That's, that is interesting. I remember there was dramas like last year and the year prior with the U.S. Postal Service. And I remember never being so invested in the U.S. Postal <laughs> Service because I had, I had no idea that this like so much drama could happen. But it was on my news and so I was much. like, huh, wow, so there's a lot. Wow. Yeah, I think they already said that this year there's going to be, like, tons of delays with, like, holiday mail. I mean, yeah, the, the drama ensues. They've got a shit, shit ton of stuff going on. Election day is in two weeks, right? Like, they're a mess. Anyway, 
So that's one thing. So so it's inspired by a true story. So like the idea of it all actually did happen. It was like these women, they cheated these corporations out of like real money and they really did have a website. They sold these coupons. I love that they took like the comedic angle of it and like clearly sided with the women, right? Like we don't feel yeah. bad for pampers. Like <laughs> not at all. Charmin. Like not at all. Good for Tied. you getting that coupon for half off, girl. Exactly. <laughs> P&G. Yeah, honestly, y'all make so much money. And I thought it was true because how it kind of starts was Kristen. So Kristen Bell. Is the star. Is, she's, yeah, she's <laughs> the, the lead. star. She's the lead. She's the lead. Um, And she basically is just, she's a crazy coupon lady. Like She clips a lot of coupons. And I get it. I think that obviously... My mom is not a crazy coupon lady, but I definitely like start to follow coupons because of her. Like I keep an eye out for them. It can save you some, it can save you some dollars, but mostly the real reward is when you start stockpiling that shit, you know, like the people on TLC. Real quick for people that haven't listened to or watched, excuse me, the movie. So Kristen Bell plays Connie, right? And she begins couponing as like, um, a coping mechanism, mechanism right yeah because so spoiler alert she they're broke so she's actually married to like an irs auditor and they are in like hundreds of thousand dollars in debt and so she begins couponing because she needs to save some money and then it mm-hmm. just becomes like an addiction because she gets a high from like oh congratulations your 150 dollar grocery thing came out to 50 cents yeah, yeah, which I could totally see. It is it is a lot of work and effort. Like again, oh, seeing those TLC shows and they put in hours of work to make sure that they collect them. You have to have X amount proof of purchases, all that stuff to make it pay off. So it it is funny because I'm like, I, I understand you're saving money here and there, but um you're not really like earning any money back. But I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know how big like break even. Kristen Connie in the movie obviously made it work, but I mean, yeah, she was digging in like garbage bins for yeah. purchases. It was just wild. It was wild. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about let's talk about her character though. They paint her as like this like ditzy stay-at-home mom who has like nothing going for her. This isn't a retired US Olympian, right? If nothing else, right. she could be like a personal trainer. But anyway. Um, so she's like in the best shape of her life. She understands, right? Like she's a competitor. I don't know. It, it, but they painted her as like this self helpless, like, well, right. They did because she basically was like, first of all, her Olympic sport was like speed walking or something. And okay, maybe that's a real (laughs) thing. And it's hard because you're still the best, one of the best in the world. But, um, yeah, there she's just like I think she gave some statistic in the beginning and it what I don't know if it was factual or not, but she was like X amount of Olympic athletes go on to actually make a proper living within their sport, which is, you know, cuz it's hard to do and I think now maybe more so cuz you're coming up with endorsements, you can be an influencer that kind of thing. But her whole point being was like, you're the best at this one thing. And then, bam, you're not anymore cuz you don't qualify, you're not an Olympian and then you're just at home and yeah, you're your husband's or significant other is the one that's producing 
in some type of income and I got nothing. And that's why she started getting after couponing because that was her winning, her yeah. daily wins yeah. instead of like her <laughs> Olympic wins, you know? And um, yeah, I felt like the she definitely I wouldn't I don't know if I'd say like ditzy but you definitely wanted you felt bad for her because you were just like dang she can't catch a break she also had a really hard time conceiving she lost a baby so that's why she was they were broke because you know fertility treatments cost so dang much and um they basically went bankrupt because of that so she's trying to make up for that she's trying to fill a void so she just has a lot of shit going on that she's trying to fix with this coupon void yeah no yeah so that becomes like her part-time job and her husband is like gone three weeks out of four so that's fun (laughs) and (laughs) jojo who is her bff had her identity stolen and is broke and can't live anywhere but with her mom which is happens to be right next door to Connie, Kristen Bell. Right. And mm-hmm. so I love JoJo. She, I think her name is Kirby in real life. She is mm-hmm. amazing. She's so good. I just love her energy. She gives me like Issa Rae vibes, but like just more, not to say anything against Issa, but like more pure. Like I feel like Issa's more like sexual, bold, like out there. And I feel like Kirby kind of gave me like a more innocent, maybe it's like the role that she played. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say she's but, like her cute more little bubbly. YouTube channel. Yeah, but like it yeah. seems more like innocent to me. She also, um, though, like even with her, yeah, YouTube channel, definitely more <laughs> bubbly and just kind of like that person I think that you love to hate on YouTube that it's just like no matter what they're just trying to sell you something like this idea and she's just trying to sell this idea of couponing and I feel like in my head also I'm like all right who doesn't know about couponing but there's a lot of YouTube people that teach you everyday things so I guess it's important um but I did (laughs) definitely like her energy and I like them together they were they were cute. So actually, really Kirby cute. has been in shows with Kristen before. She was oh. in The Good Place. And she was also in Veronica Mars and um, House of Lies. So she was in oh, a couple nice. of things. I haven't seen any of those except The Good Place. And I'm trying to think of where, what role she played. But that's interesting. I think for me, what reminded me, what was like reminiscent of Issa Rae was the one remember in the scene they were like she was playing basketball or something and the guy like puts out his hand and she's like oh no she says i can read your mind or something and he's oh, like she's making this movie she goes man i can't read your mind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like something isa ray would do in one of her insecure uh, now i said isa but i meant her in insecure her role in insecure sorry see, let me clarify let me clarify. Say. Sorry, I'm. I did not mean Issa Rae herself. I meant Issa Rae, the character in Insecure. What's her name? Issa. It is Issa, right? Yeah. Okay, that's. What <laughs> I I'm mean, like. it's Insecure is based <sighs> off of Awkward Black Girl, which is Issa's yeah, yeah, which is Issa's personal yeah. stuff. But, yeah. but, but, yeah, but you know what I mean now, because I don't mm. know Issa Rae personally, obviously. <laughs> I was gonna say I only know her from Instagram and that's not the vibe she's giving me but I don't don't know we are all make our own interpretations of what we see online (laughs) I love that is that the vibe she's giving me the filter is giving me like emo vibes today I don't know 
what world do we live in? Depends what day it is, for real. I know, Um, right? Oh my God, what is life? Anyway, so, okay, we just went on a crazy Kirby tangent. We don't know what is going to make the final cut yet, but (laughs) if it's too much Kirby for you, leave it in the comments. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think that there can be too much Kirby. I really like her. I'm like, what else is she in? I really enjoyed her. Oh, that's why you looked it up. (laughs) Well, you know what was funny was, I kind of did. I looked up the cast so we could like obviously talk about it um, today. But also I had noticed that there there's a lot of other overlaying people and characters that like have been in other projects together. Like she was also in love. And the guy who played the low level FBI guy wasn't, he was a star of love. Also the doctor, Kristen Bell's doctor in this, um, Connie's doctor was in the good place as well. Oh, so Um, maybe it's like the same, they use maybe a similar casting company. I'm thinking. Or it's just like, I feel that it's like, you know, Hollywood, Tinseltown, small, small, like, world kind of thing. Sometimes I feel like people just kind of gravitate towards each other, I guess, for certain projects. Or they're like, oh, I know who would be good for this. And they, you know, either they slot them for that role or they're just like, oh, yeah, they'd be great. We've worked together before. I don't know how Hollywood works. This is all speculation. But I just think it's really interesting. And I'm like, it is also a small world. Um, so I thought that was fun. And I was like, maybe that's why Kristen and Kirby had such great chemistry together because they've worked together. I also don't know what role she played in The Good Place or any of the other things that they've been in together. So I don't that's know if they were that's good close know. or not, but I liked uh, I liked, I liked that little fun fact. Yeah, that's interesting. I will confess that I almost didn't even want to watch this movie because I'm still like not fully back on the Kristen Bell loving train. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like her whole podcast issue really still, still seeping through, still seeping through. So, um, but yeah, it was you. really good. It was really good. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about the movie was Joel McHale plays uh, Kristen Bell's husband. That was a like really good surprise. I was like, oh, this is fun. I mean, he played a dick, but still, it was nice to see him. <laughs> yeah, again, like, I feel like, so I didn't start looking up the cast until afterwards. Usually, I just like being surprised with mm-hmm. what I'm about to watch. Like, I all know the gist. So, yeah, it was interesting to see him because I'm like, huh, another familiar face. And then same thing with Vince Vaughn. I had no idea Vince Vaughn was in it. So when he showed up, I was like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> this guy's in it, too? Like, I know, Vince Vaughn so didn't show funny. up till like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. A little disappointing, but still mm. worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel iffy on him because I heard he was a supported Trump, but. Yeah, I'm a little iffy on him too, but he hasn't been in anything in years, like a really long time. So I really wanted to see this play out. I thought he did really good. I like the guy, Ken, his counterpart, because they kind of like did most of their scenes together. They were really, mm-hmm. they were really good. That was I could see that being like a standalone movie that they can have. Where that he's like training him as a partner or something. Yeah, it was hilarious because again, like the so Vince Vaughn's character was this postal service guy and he comes in to really crack down on this whole scheme. And, you know, I feel like the whole time you're kind of like, I guess if you just hear that, you're like, 
okay, a postal service investigator kind of thing. But then you have Ken, who's just like, oh my gosh, you're just like the bee's knees. Like, I want to be you. He wanted to pledge on his badge. He couldn't believe the wealth of knowledge that this man had about the postal service and the history of it and the zip codes. And the zip code memorization. I'm like, that sounds about right to me, though. (laughs) And Vince's character is just like, I mean, yeah, this is my job. This is my sole job to monitor the postal service so i'm gonna know zip codes um so it was so in the movie ken ken the lp guy for the like supermarket grocery store yeah the grocery store kept asking the fbi to take on the case and so the (laughs) fbi gave it to like the newest recruit that just got hired yesterday and he gave him a call and he's like yeah they're like sending coupons in the mail and the fbi is like oh the mail great we'll have a team over tomorrow first thing tomorrow (laughs) and when they get there it's the u.s postal service team um because they're doing illegal things through the mail and that i looked that up that's like a real thing like they really do carry guns and they are like real law enforcement and can arrest you if you like do illegal shit through the mail. Yeah, I that it does <laughs> make sense because it's such an easy way to track people down. Like I think that's what kind of surprised me throughout the throughout the movie. It's just like anything else where at least I do get irritated because I'm like, why would y'all do that? Like that mm-hmm. just doesn't seem to make any sense. And that's kind of the funny part about this movie too, is that these ladies go on this whole massive scam and they don't even realize what they're getting themselves into and the capacity that they're really fucking up the system and what that could mean for them. And just watching it when they were putting these coupons in the mail and I'm like, bro from your house just just to the to the postman right here he the knows you like, know to the man you right. know so to now the he's been delivering your mail for like five seven years some shit like he knows exactly who you are those postal service workers they know who lives exactly where they live especially if they've been working he was working towards like 10 years so <laughs> It was just, it was, that was mind boggling to me. And that's like a little bit of the frustration and a lot of shit that I watched that I'm like, oh, come on, y'all. Y'all can yeah. be a little smarter than this, but also it lends to great comedy later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agree. I was entangled. a little bit frustrated. My husband kept like popping in and out while I was watching it. And I was like, oh, I just can't get into it. It's just like, girl, you can't be this dumb. Like, really? No, I just, yeah. So I hear you on that. But it was, it yeah. was, yeah, it made for good TV. Okay. So. Are you ready for some differences in the real thing in the movie? Of course. Okay. So like I said, it's inspired by a true story. The true events happened from 2007 to 2012. So she ran it for about five years. And it wasn't two women. It was three women. Okay. It was Robin, Marilyn, and Amika. And Amika went by the name Amy. So I think Amika is supposed to be Jojo and mm-hmm. Robin is supposed to be Connie. And Amika and Marilyn, they got like the, you know, the 10 days jail or whatever. They didn't get any, mm. they barely got any time and two years probation. Robin was like the queen pin. So she got the most amount of time okay. and was there for two years and got seven years probation. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. I also read that Kristen Bell 
never reached out to any of these women because by the time she got the script, it already focused so much on like, like we already knew what the fact was and it was that they did this coupon scheme and they Mm. already had created this whole character for Kristen and it seemed like the writer and the directors had already chosen a side and angle and she didn't want to tamper with that. She wanted to get into this character as she knew it. Mm. So that was interesting. That was an interesting angle. So I say that to say that all of the like personal life of both of these women weren't necessarily factual. Mm -hmm. I think probably the financial struggle played a part because I think everyone, right, struggles financially. I get, you know, if you're doing something like that, there's clearly a financial struggle. Yeah, yeah. But the reason for it, I don't know if that's accurate. Got Um, it. But it's interesting that it took them five years. They So the other part of it was that on eBay, you have to go through eBay to purchase a code. And then in this code, you're like grandfathered in somehow. But then you can only be referred to the supersavvyshop.com website. Because then when you get to that website, you had to enter the invite code from your referral to be able to get in and place an order. So it wasn't as easy as the movie made it seem that you just like log on, whatever. Got it, got it. I guess they had to speed things up a little bit. Right, right, right. Right, and the movie made it seem like it all happened in like maybe a year, maybe just six months, right? Girl, I was thinking like three months because again- No, it had to be six months. (laughs) Definitely at least six months because there's a part where the woman's like, you gotta wait six months for something, remember? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think in the movie it had to be between like six months to a year, not more than a year. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think more than a year. And again, because it, as soon as they got started up with the scheme, it went from zero to 100. And basically, it seems like less than a month for sure. Yeah, it seems so fast. Like I was gonna say, I can't believe in the real life that it, they held them off for five years that's wild five because years. and the reason why and so in real life fbi did take this case on mm-hmm. because it took them five years to finally like put together all of the complaints that like png johnson and john all of these companies has had placed fraudulent complaints and they all totaled up to 40 million dollars wow okay so how long like when were they first kind of tipped off to this potential um, scam and crime. That I don't know. That I okay. Don't know. I can look into that. But they ran it from 2007 to 2012. I That's a good question because what I did read was that once the FBI got tipped off, they themselves went like undercover and right. like had emailed people to get a code to get online and make a purchase themselves to be able to mm-hmm. trace it back. Right, to right, right, right. Robin oh my gosh. Yeah. How that is so crazy. I love how Cindy goes down these wild rabbit holes and we'll figure <laughs> out all the facts because I just never, I'm like, cool, I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> well, as, soon as, as soon as I saw in the beginning, it said inspired by a true story. I'm like, I'm like all the Easter eggs. I'm like paying really close attention. I'm like, I wonder if that really happened. I wonder if that really happened. <laughs> I honestly think I completely missed that part when it said inspired by a <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> because there was no part of me that wanted to look it's it so up. Crazy. And all of these women were like in their like 42, 44, and 50 or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. In, two, in 2012 when they all got caught. So this was like 10 years ago. 
Oh They're God. all probably living their lives, you know. They, when they got arrested, they found over 12 bank accounts that Robin had opened. <laughs> Bro, it really is wild. <laughs> First of all, I would be terrified just to use like an incorrect coupon like anywhere. I'd be like, me they're going to catch me except for Bed Bath & Beyond because they stay allowing old coupons to pass through. But anywhere else, I would be so nervous. So I just, I really find it fascinating when people are just like, what if we just try this one thing? And like, if it works, we'll just see how it goes. And then it just turns into a five-year scam where they're making, or basically steal $40 million from large corporations. Like what? Yeah, the 12 accounts totaled to like, I think four or $5 million. Mm -hmm. And they confiscated over $260,000 worth of in cars that they had in some lot. And they had illegal, they had like a trunk full of guns or some shit in real life. So like that. And what else? What was the other thing? And I think they had like over $200,000 worth of like petty cash. And then in the warehouse, they also found like all their stuff, like $20 million worth of coupons. (laughs) An it's extra so, twenty of coop, like of just like the pit, like what? right. It's so so crazy to me. As you were talking, and this is in two thousand twelve. This is ten years ago. Right, right, yeah. As you're talking through all the facts and stuff, I'm like, yeah. I guess they have one of two ways. Like, it's either you go like full on documentary on this and like make it <laughs> seem like this big bad like group of you know scammers and fraudulent folk, or and I appreciate this way so much more, the comedic route, because it yeah. almost seems so wild that you just have these women cutting up coupons or like trying to save some money. And that's how this gets here. I just appreciated it so much. I really wasn't sure how well it was going to be done. And I feel like they honestly, they hit the nail on the head. I I honestly really enjoyed this movie. And I'm so I I'm really more fascinated I now mean, that it's I legit. Know. I was so fascinated. I mean, even at the end, um, Vince Vaughn said that, like, you know, P&G, all of that's how they can do those free coupons because they write them off at the end of the year. So it cost them $40 million, but that was a write-off for them that year. You know what I mean? Like, or, or they probably estimated that from the flood, you know, the influx of, or the rise in like free coupons that they had from prior years and average or something like the data person in me is kicking, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. all that, that's bullshit numbers. Like, I don't feel bad about this corporation at all. Like, first of all, you also relocated this factory to Mexico so you can pay these people like shit. Like, nah. So yeah, 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 I yeah. also appreciated that route. If you have not watched Queen Pins, just subscribe for your free Paramount Plus. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I think a 10 out of 10. Girl, watch with a beer. It is hilarious. <laughs> so good. And some popcorn. And then yes. get your little, um, you know, your little device out later to find out all the other facts. And maybe there is. I will, now I'm like, is there a real documentary out there? We'll I know. We should see. look it up for sure. I mean, watch it on like Sunday afternoon or morning before football comes on. While you're couponing, while you're there clipping you go. that Sunday coupon. Honestly, paper. it did make me think more about couponing. And Same. I would like to say one thing I thought about was there's a, there's a segment in there 
it kind of like springboards this whole thing is when Kristen had a stale box of Wheaties. And so she emails, (laughs) she emails the, you know, the cereal company, whoever it is, General Mills. And, um, is like, whatever, this is garbage. And they sent her, you know, free coupons for free, free product. And, um, one of my friends, I won't name them on this pod, but, um, (laughs) they will write to companies not to complain, to praise them, like to actually, she'll seek them out to be like, I just wanted to let you know your coffee's so great. Like I had, like, like I just, I love it. And she's very descriptive about just the feelings that it induces in her. And um, and she's had companies send her free shit because she's praised them for their product. So she's like, I'm just letting y'all know that I like your product. And then she still gets free shit. So if you like free stuff, just start emailing <laughs> companies about how much you like their stuff and they might send you free, free goods. Patty, do you see my fucking face right now? <laughs> Maybe we should start a list of where we can email. <laughs> I already have a list in mind. I'm going to start emailing tonight in bed. I'm not kidding. First up is Pampers. I, I could use a free. My kids love your diapers. I've tried Huggies. I've tried Loves. I don't know why. For some reason, they always break out. But once we hit that Pampers baby dry, life changer. My baby sleeps through the night, 12 hours, just like the diapers say. Thank you so much for making this glorious product that my children can enjoy. Oh my gosh. We are now sponsored box of diapers. We are now sponsored by Pampers diapers, (laughs) folks. And Trojan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's great. Okay. (laughs) Cindy's digging in too far. Okay, I'm going to edit some of that out. Okay. Oh my gosh, I haven't laughed that hard in so long. All right, guys. So we just chuckled and mm-hmm. cried over this hilarious Quinn's Pins movie, but we are going to take a quick little spin, 180, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And we actually stumbled upon, so funny story, uh, we were like trying to decide what to talk about for this pod. And I was like, oh, did you watch the Britney doc? And Maddie went ahead and I think she typed in Britney and she found the Britney Murphy doc, right? Is that, well, we were both talking about Britney's. I'm talking about the new Britney Spears doc. I can't even remember what it's called now, but they have a new, a second one to the original one that they had on Hulu. Yeah. I was going to say that's because there's like five Britney Spears documentaries out right now. To be honest, once we started talking about it, I started to feel just even more bad for us prying into this girl's life, like nonstop. Yeah, but then we stumbled upon Brittany Murphy, who has a new documentary on HBO. It's a two-part docu-series. We've only watched the first part, so hopefully not too many spoilers. But if you are an elder millennial like us, you love Brittany Murphy. And I'll tell you why. Clueless. I mean, who did not love her in Clueless? She was so good. Cruel Intentions, remember her? I mean, she was... A she force to be reckoned with. Wasn't she? No, girl, a girl, what was interrupted. it? Girl interrupted. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same movie, but different movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. I actually haven't seen either, so I have no idea. What? Oh my God, Maddie, put that on your list. 
I know at some point we're going to do um, a throwback. We'll do some We're going to do a throwback because there are a lot of movies um, I miss out on my quote unquote childhood. Like, Full Intentions, I shouldn't have been watching as a child, but I would like to watch it. Yeah, agreed. I shouldn't have watched it when I watched it. So, I mean, same with Clueless. We really shouldn't have been watching that yeah. when we did. But what an amazing movie. And so if you don't know, Brittany Murphy died at 32 years old um, unexpectedly. And I mean, the world assumed it was like a drug overdose because in the months leading up to her death, she had lost so much weight. Everyone kept asking her if she was anorexic or bulimic and like she had dyed her hair. She was rebounding from Ashton Kutcher and then went and married this guy. Forget Mm -hmm. his name. (laughs) No, already. Same. Simon. Simon. (laughs) Simon Monjack. Right, 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 right. Um, I mean, he's forgettable. So Brittany Murphy, oh my goodness. What I loved about the documentary is that if you didn't keep up with her, like if you're not an elder millennial, I suppose, you can still watch it because they do spend like about 10 to 15 minutes talking about like her, I guess, Wikipedia page, if you will, right? Like they wrap up her filmography and how she came about. And it's so fascinating to me that she like was the one pushing to be an actress, like I thought for sure the story was going to be that her mom was trying to push her. Um, but it was her all along, which was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's a two-part series. And the first part, they really just spent a lot of time kind of shaping and framing Brittany. And then the second half of the first part, they talk about Simon a lot and the relationship between Simon and Brittany Murphy's mom. What's fascinating is that I didn't know any of this shit. So... Yeah, so that was the thing. So obviously the the background on Britney and stuff, that was kind of all in, in my memory because I remembered her. I always loved her. I thought she was great. And then obviously, yeah, her tragic death. And sadly, to be honest, I just, I was, I think I just attributed it to she tragically died at a young age. And unfortunately, we've had so many of those stories that I think I just, I moved on. And I didn't realize that there was this whole story about her husband and her mom. And like, was there, there was speculation if he had done something to her again, interesting. I've talked to other people about it because I'm just like, did you guys know that there was a Brittany Murphy dog? And they're like, Oh yeah. And wasn't it her husband involved or something? And then something with her like mom. And I was like, I really don't, I didn't remember any of this. So I don't know if it was because I just, didn't care enough or you know or just honestly completely forgot so um it was it was fascinating to also go through her history because I kind of forgot about the fact that she was with Ashton Kutcher as well I kind of just remembered you know that she was here and then she wasn't well because she did that movie with him um Mm -hmm. which I, I just married or something yeah, I just married that was a really cute movie I remember that one I mean I think what I liked about I'll tell you what I liked about the first part and what I didn't like mm-hmm. I think what I liked about the first part was that they I don't know if they're gonna talk about it in the second part so I kind of like it and now as I'm thinking about it I don't like it but they didn't mention that like Britney's appearance was attributed to her direct feedback she received from why she didn't get cast for certain parts. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just glossed over that now, but I mean, it was said and like, stop 
fucking saying that I'm anorexic. You bitches won't cast me in a movie unless I look like this. So this is why I look like this. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was just so powerful. I think she said it in like a magazine interview or something. What I didn't like about it were like the YouTube clips that they kept like going to. Have you ever seen any of those YouTube videos that they kept like putting up? I don't know which ones. So in the documentary, no, in the documentary, they kept putting like clips of these women doing their makeup and talking about like, oh, okay. So those are really popular on like, well, they're on YouTube, but on Facebook, I used to see them all the time. I don't know, some clickbait or something, but these women, like they do their makeup and they tell you about like a mysterious homicide or like an unsolved murder and they're fascinating because they're all so interesting what i didn't like about that because i do like those videos i've watched too many that i care to share um is that they kept showing like the same people and i quickly googled britney murphy like youtube videos and there's a lot more than just those like two or three women that they kept posting that have videos about her. So I don't know what made these women credible or if they're the only ones that like replied back and authorized the use of their image. You know, I don't know. But that was really frustrating because it's like, if you're gonna, how are these bitches credible? Like, what do they know? You know, or is, <laughs> are they, or do they just represent the speculation of like the audience? Right. I think you know, it was probably that. They probably, yeah, they probably figured that like, because I think it's the three would be, the storylines were consistent enough and they didn't like I'm just thinking from an editing perspective mm-hmm. trying to select the stories and por- or portions of the story from three videos is a lot easier than picking from a larger pool it's interesting that you that you didn't like it because of the the sheer amount I almost was just more disgusted because I was like we as a society have a and you know kind of goes into like other shows that we watch because I'm not gonna front like I'm into true crime as well but I'm like it is crazy that this poor woman lost her life like far too young and she just has strangers speculating on it and I think there's positives and negatives with that in that yeah if somebody could stumble upon something like a stranger to help figure out what really happened in a situation, then that's great because I think that is kind of the beauty of social media and the internet is that there's just more minds thinking and more eyes on stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of dark that you're just like, dang, you know, I mean, we are also watching a documentary on it. So that's also a dark side, but I, it's part of me felt a little icky, like watching that. Cause I was just like, you're, so these women are doing their makeup and one of them has like bright pink eyeshadow on. And I'm like, are we, are we doing this? I honestly, I didn't know that was a thing. I've seen bits and pieces of that on TikTok more recently, but I also don't watch a lot of like makeup um, videos or anything so I was just like huh this is a whole new segment of uh, social media that I didn't know existed but again not super surprised I think yeah, I just for felt a, while, a little though, odd I, I mean my first video that I saw Maddie was like in 2014 oh wow okay yeah. it makes sense though again because people will sit and just sit and talk to an empty screen like basically just yeah. themselves about these yeah, kinds it takes of things like 45 minutes to beat your whole face it's just wild it's just i wild. mean sometimes longer so yeah sometimes longer yeah <laughs> um okay sorry super long tangent to get back to the documentary i think the most ex- what did you like the most and didn't and like the least about the first part i mean least- i think yeah, I think that <laughs> in general, I liked, um, I mean, it's so weird, but I feel 
Like I just knew more about this life with her husband that again, either I just had no idea or I just didn't care and have since forgotten. Um, I also enjoyed seeing, um, that one actress that I totally forgot her name. She was in, she's in, um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I didn't realize that they had worked together. I enjoyed seeing her because I feel like, and even in the beginning, she kind of put forth a disclaimer and said, I'm not necessarily like enjoying being here because this is hard for me, but I feel like her story needs to be told. And, you know, that's why I'm participating because you kind of question sometimes whether or not like the true reasoning behind people's participation in documentaries. Is it self-serving or is it for the better of um, the subject at hand? So I enjoyed that, but I don't know. It was so dark and sad. I had a hard time honestly enjoying myself, I guess. I think, you know, without giving away any too many spoilers, I think the most interesting part of the documentary was that she died in 09 and we were in college, you know, like we were so young. We were like, wrapped in our own shit because when you're in your early 20s that's what you do you're just so self-absorbed you know and self-involved and drunk all the time um see right college that i think i think we both i mean honestly myself included i thought i i just assumed she died from a drug overdose and i think you know 20 year old cindy probably yeah that sounds about right (laughs) right yeah no i'm totally with you on that i agree i think It was, again, sadly, something that many actors and actresses have been through before. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like as soon as you hear that that happened, and especially if they can't rule right away that it's foul play, that you're just like, all right, and yeah, move on with your own life because we are self-absorbed people. And also, we didn't know her. We didn't know, right. And we weren't like following. And then I also didn't follow the story later, right? Like, so they were like waiting for autopsy results to come in. And it turns out that she didn't die from a drug overdose. So like, I also didn't follow that. But they were like, shoot, the family was on Larry King. Didn't follow, didn't know about that. Didn't hear about that. Also, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, social media wasn't as big as it is now, right? Like she wasn't trending on Twitter, for her death to be, you know, rest in peace, Colin Powell. Yeah, I was just going to say that because in 2009, Twitter definitely was around because I remember we would tweet at each other all the time. Yeah. But it wasn't at the same, yeah, capacity or where you have these news outlets that were constantly pushing out, you know, information and updates. I feel like if she was trending, it likely was maybe just in that day. And then, yeah, never to be followed up again. Um, It it was more of like also, yeah, more like you followed your friends. Now I'm on Twitter because I followed the news on there. That's like how I know what's happening in the world. So um, yeah, it's just a different, a different time and in very different worlds. And, um, but still feels so current, you know, definitely. I think also now because, we're around that age that she passed like that struck me I'm like that yeah, it's like, I outlived her yeah yeah I know it's so sad and again like going back to the comments that she endured which was also brought up a lot in the Britney Spears documentaries and obviously we know that that has happened throughout time especially in Hollywood and entertainment where these men are just dragging women for how they look and if you don't look a certain type of way and mind you, she was be- beautiful by anybody's standards. 
Mm-hmm. And she was cast, especially in um, Clueless, as the ugly one. I'm using air quotes here. And mm-hmm. even Ashton Kutcher was like, the ugly ones get dressed down. But even just hearing that clip of Howard Stern, like, come after her, I'm like, it's Hollywood is an entertainment is just really a disgusting place and can make anybody feel and like he made absolute the comment garbage. about like yeah made the comment of like oh well we know she's been with Eminem or something like that right I was yeah. like ew how is he Ugh. yeah it's oh, just like yeah. it and you can see how that would mess with anybody so again I think oh, that yeah. that kind of goes into the speculations about potential drug usage and overuses and anorexia and eating disorders. I mean, it happens. It's still happening, obviously. And we're just a very judgmental society. But so I feel like then it kind of, again, you're like, yep, Hollywood star. Yep. Overdose. I mean, it's been happening since forever. So yeah, so true. So true. We'll do better. I think we are trying at least. I know. Making, all, it, I know. It's like reparations, these documentaries trying to pay homage to these stars that they themselves helped take down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I definitely, so the second part is out already. We haven't watched mm-hmm. it so that we don't spoil too much for you guys. <laughs> definitely. I recommend it. I definitely think it's a must watch, girl. Definitely watch it. Maybe with a glass of wine. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's October. <laughs> So some hot apple cider. I was thinking with some spiced apple cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then maybe take a break from social media after that because you are you might want it. <laughs> it made yeah. me feel a type of way. Or reconsider your social media habits. There you go. <laughs> It'll make you re- rethink your living. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe. We'll see. If only, if only for a day. Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maddie, so what else are you watching? Oh, you know, um, I did watch the Only Murders in the Building finale. Oh, my God. Yes. So good. Guys, no spoilers here. We promise. All we know is that if you are listening, Hulu gods that be, we need a season two. Like yesterday. Yeah. Like you should be filming right now. Yeah. So super pumped about that. I talk to anybody who who else is watching. So feel free to hit me up on Twitter or Instagram and let me know because I mean, we're so obsessed. my husband listens to, you know, Dan on the podcast and he's like, man, I can't believe you started without me. All they do is keep talking about it. I'm like, bro, you're a loss. <laughs> yeah, I you know. watched Ted I- Lasso without me twice. yes for Ted Lasso I did watch that speaking of (laughs) finished all of that in a weekend it was quite an accomplishment I'm very proud of myself um (laughs) and also Succession just started I know you don't watch that but um I actually watching that now yeah yeah it's um it's it's good although I went back and rewatched the episode again because I was like what the F are these guys saying? I was like, am I missing something? And I was like, no, they're just spitting bullshit the entire time. And the way that they do it is almost so like manic and chaotic that I was like, okay, I wasn't just lost. They're basically just talking in circles, Um, which is just like what rich white, you know, powerful people can do. That's <laughs> I don't watch the show. I don't really like the show because it's that's what it's based around, which is just like so annoying. But mm-hmm. I do know what you mean because I've seen it in the background. It's like the dark, I think, right? The lighting is kind of dark and they mm-hmm. do like kind of mumble talk too. So they talk in circles and they mumble. 
the one time I tried to watch it, I had the subtitles on and I was just like, ah, forget it. They're talking about some shit. I didn't know it happened, (laughs) you know? So it was just like, it was too much, but I know it's wildly successful. One day I might get to it. That's on HBO, right? That's on HBO. Yeah. 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 And Ted Lasso's on um, Apple Apple TV. I'm just going to stop you right here because I thought that the first thing you were going to talk about was Bachelorette. Oh, my gosh. Who Duh. are you? <laughs> you know what's so funny is that's twice on two episodes now that you've been like, I thought you were going to talk about the Bachelor in Paradise finale, <laughs> and now and then you're missing Bachelorette. You're right, girl. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know what's come over me. <laughs> My God. Oh so, my gosh. This um, season's Bachelorette is Michelle. Yes, Michelle, who I also realized like until last night, I was like, wow, we really didn't get much of her. Like, I don't think she got a lot of screen time. She was on Matt's season, so it was quite a while ago. But she's already doing big things. Also, she had a nice teacher appreciation, like brunch almost. Um, and she gave teachers a whole bunch of supplies um and nice. stuff. So she's a third grade teacher I believe fifth grade teacher um from like Minnesota um so yesterday's episode because it's the premiere also is I feel like I'm always excited about it and then I cringe the entire time because it's these awkward one-liner conversations basically of the guy's just trying to make a great first impression and I cringe. I cringe. Mm-hmm. I don't, she's a class act because there's no way I would be able to hide my facial expressions. Some man made him, made her slap him in the butt with a ruler. Like there was a lot of innuendos around detention and being bad boys and bad students. And I'm just like, gag, don't, no, over mm-hmm. it. And it's the worst part yeah, of the first night. Pick good guys, yeah. I hope they pick good guys for her. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw I got really good reviews too. I mean, she's so beautiful. She was definitely one of my favorites from that season. That's all I know mm-hmm. about her is the teacher thing and all this. You know, I mean, she's so yeah. beautiful, um, stunning, absolutely. So I hope that stunning. she. I hope her season is successful. I have not tuned in. I just there's so much promo around it that I know it happened. And my dad is in the Dominican Republic right now and can't watch it. So he mentioned Aww. it to me. Um, he's they, sad that he can't watch it. He's a big bachelor it. nation. He has DVR now, so he is going to catch up when he returns. Oh, okay. Can't wait to chat with him about it I at know, some the point. Dedication. <laughs> I know. The, the commitment is uncanny. He's like, because the Yankees, you know, they didn't beat the Red Sox for the wild yeah, card man. spot. So my dad has... He's like, since the, since baseball isn't on, I'm like, don't, don't, don't say you watch Bachelor, Bachelorette, because baseball is not on. Don't, don't do that. That's not why. It's you okay. Watch. We, it's <laughs> literally no judgment. We need um, more men Maddie. here, you know? So Maddie is watching tons of things. I am watching <laughs> not as many because as you all know, it's football season. So I'm watching a lot of football. Um, the Buffalo Bills played Monday night. It was like a wild game till the last seconds and the Bills lost by a field goal by three points, not by a field goal, but they had the choice to either tie it for a field goal or try to take it all the way for a touchdown at the like five yard line. And they decided to go all the way for a touchdown and they missed it. Dang. And they lost. Yeah. So that was a heartbreak. Who did they play? They played other players. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, just kidding. They this played the team exclusive. that Derrick Henry is on. <laughs> this is an exclusive. They played the team that Derrick Henry is on. I think he's on the Titans. I think the team was ten- Tennessee Titans. I don't know. It's the one guy Henry is on that team. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I'm going, I'm going with the Titans. Drop, okay. drop a comment. I mean, and listen, drop a, you could tell drop, me any other team, and I'd be like, that sounds about yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it was. But, yeah, but the Titans have a worse record than the Bills. So the Bills were favored to win because Josh Allen is a boss, but, you know, it's fine. They still have a good record. The Bills are on a bye this week, so that means they don't have a game this Sunday, which is great. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. A football <laughs> question? A football question? Yeah. Can you? In case, um... in case you all don't know, I am the answerer for all women with football questions. DM me. Yes, All Maddie. people with football questions because there are women that are into football let's not not stereotype no you're right let's say all non all new football bees (laughs) newbie footballers okay (laughs) i feel like i'm such a fronter because i would definitely try to get into football because you know men um (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what that's about good reason good reason (laughs) So I have a question. When you say it's a bye week, I know that it means that they don't play that week. But, like, how do you spell bye? I think it's B-Y-E when they write it down. Why do they why, why do they spell? I saw – the reason why I asked is because I saw that recently on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wouldn't have assumed that you would spell it like that. I guess I just assumed it was B-I for mm-hmm. and it stood for something else. I don't know what it could be mm-hmm. so i just curious if you knew why they spell it b-y-e <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question i don't i think it's like they're i don't know it's a good like question bye 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 okay. yeah bye week just, like yeah i don't know i, I don't will know. ask my husband though and i'll let you know okay <laughs> Keep if he knows Fun facts. This is what I'm going to use at the bar the next time I go to watch a game. Oh my God. Next time you go to a bar on a football night, game night, now you have a fun fact to like share. Do you know why exactly. they call it bye weeks? <laughs> I do. Do you know that gas is actually odorless and they put the smell in it so that you know it's gas? <laughs> Was I talking to him about gas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set for the next football game I go to. <laughs> wow, what is this silly coffee? Anyway, okay, we'll edit some of that out. Amazing. Um, wait, hold on. What are we talking about? What so were you we were watching? So you watch a lot of football. Oh, I watch a lot of football, and in between, I watch the challenge. Holy fucking shit! TJ just. Flip the script on everyone. If you haven't watched the challenge in the last two weeks, you need to watch it because on the next episode, I'm going to spoil everything because (laughs) I'm going to be all caught up, but you need to catch up. I'm giving everybody a mercy week because it took me a while to catch up. But Maddie, would you agree or not agree that this season is already way better than last season? I agree. And so many, I see so many people in the comments talking about that they don't like it because they had all these new challengers. Like, I agree. It's kind of like in the beginning of The Bachelor, you just have a lot of people on your screen, but that yeah. doesn't really matter because they throw so many wrenches. Vets, right. No. And the vets fucking dominated. So now it's a lot of vets. So, like, yeah. all those people saying shit, you should be happy, bitch. There's mad vets. 
honestly, either way, it's going to be one group against another. It's going to be the rookies against the vets or the vets against the rookies. Like, you know, it's it's going to happen either so way. Good. One of them it's is going to so come through. Good. Okay. And the other yeah. one that I'm still true, truly watching is Survivor. It's Survivor. Duh. They're about to flip the script, too. And I cannot wait. You have to send me the other seasons to watch because I, as soon as I finish oh one episode, God. I am upset that Survivor is only 60 minutes. I'm upset every single time. I know. And I just want more. I want I more Survivor so in my good. life. So good. I'll send you, I'll send you one of my favorite seasons. I need to do okay. that. I'll send it to you. It's so good. Oh my God. Survivor. So yeah, if you are not watching this seasons of the challenge because you gave up on it, go back and watch it. Maddie did watch Grey's. I am this close to giving up on Grey's, but she thinks I should push through and watch the second episode. So I'm going to try and push through to that. Um, but that's really all I'm watching right now because that's what my little brain has capacity for is those shows. But I have like a slew of things on my docket that I want to watch. I kind of want to watch the new Halloween movie. Maddie just made a face. She is not pleased. I heard great reviews, and that's why I want to watch it. Because if you got really great reviews on the same fucking storyline that's been told ten times, must be a good movie. How many Halloweens are there? There's a few. Legit, right? I think there's like ten. I'm not even kidding. There's at least like ten. They started in 1987. Jamie Lee's been in at least five of them. Dang. Okay. Um, well, you know, we do have some white holiday plans and by holiday, I mean, Halloween plans. So perhaps it's a holiday. Yeah, it is a holiday. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Maybe yeah, we can so watch I want to see that. I definitely want to watch that. Um, what else mm-hmm. did I see? Oh, you know what else I'm really interested in seeing, but unfortunately is only in theaters and, um, I'm afraid to go to a movie theater still Kill is, you. The new Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie. Oh, man. And Adam Driver. I think it's called The Last Duel. Oh. Yeah, Adam Driver looks really hot, too, in it. It's inspired oh. by a true story. Placed, It's placed in, like, medieval times. Yep. And allegedly, Adam Driver rapes Matt Damon's wife. And Matt Damon, I'm not sure if he's, like, a king or a noble or something. And he challenges him to a duel to the death (laughs) so so i have seen this preview and i only noticed adam driver i didn't notice the other two if they they were in the best because matt damon had like they changed his appearance he they Mm. put on like a fat suit on him and they put like gray hair all over his face I see, I see. Got it. And, yeah. And Ben Affleck has like a little Hitler type mustache, I think, or it's like weird. They do some weird thing to his face. Um, mm-hmm. but the cast is stacked. Yeah. And but it's only in theater. So that's on my list probably for a few months from now. We'll circle back we'll circle back on that one. Yeah. But if you are going to movie theaters, I recommend that. What was your question? <laughs> um, do you have any interest in watching Dune? What's that? Oh, that's with um, what's his face and um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Oh, I no, always say no interest. Wrong. No interest. Okay, I was just curious because I've seen that <laughs> that I've seen a lot of previews for as well. And mm-hmm. again, similar. Like I know that lots of people are raving about it, but I'm like, am I one of those 
people like would i enjoy it and yeah. it's a very it's, i think it's like a kind of futuristic thing and then battle scenes and stuff i'm like not really my thing i just wasn't sure if you know. would be interested in it i don't know maybe oh the other thing that i am watching also is or excuse me the other thing i did watch because it came back is snl I didn't watch the season premiere, but I did watch Kim Kardashian's episode, and she mm. kills that. Okay, she kills the opening monologue. She kills her skits. Halsey is the Hasley. Halsey is the musical yeah, guest, know. and she kills mm-hmm. it. She also kills all of her performances. So definitely a must watch. Khloe Kardashian and Kris Jenner are in it. Um, Kanye West was there. At Chris Rock. I mean, they had so many special guests, too, for her um, appearance. They had John Cena, Blake Griffin. Tyler Cameron. Yeah. Jesse Williams. Yes. Yes. It was stacked. Definitely watch it. I actually, I know I said I would. I watched the one, like, Bachelorette clip that she did, but I do want to watch the other ones. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, Well, you have quite a list of things on your watch list and I'm very proud of you and I hope you get to all of them. Thank you. I really hope I get to all of them too. (laughs) (laughs) Wish me luck. (laughs) I know I do. Well, you know, my favorite show is coming back. Um, Insecure. It is coming back this weekend. I am beyond pumped. It is the last season though. So it's kind of like bittersweet. Um, so yeah i'm two seasons behind i'm pretty sure i need to go back and watch yeah i need to go back and watch i fell off i think the last episode i watched was like some guy got knocked out in a taxi or something so i need to go back (laughs) and catch all the way up yeah but so she's on to bigger and better things so that's why she's gotta put an end yeah i mean i also do appreciate things that aren't dragged out so far where um, you know, as much as I'd love for them to continue on for like ever, um, it's nice when, <laughs> when directors and creators actually, they're like, I see an ending to this and it doesn't always need to be a solid ending. Like you, you can use your imagination to figure out where these people's lives are going to go to afterwards. And then, yeah, we'll be on to the next thing of Issa Rae because she's out here killing it, killing the game mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. making all types of shows. So I'm excited for it. Um, and I was going to say, I'm assuming it'll be on HBO for some time. So you have time to catch up. It's exciting. I, I hope, I hope to, I hope to catch up real soon. We'll yeah. See. We'll see how the goes. next thing I do, I'm excited to watch. Um, it is on our watch list for early November is, um, the harder they fall, which will be released on Netflix. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that too. Um, That'll be fun. Yeah. I feel like I just saw a bunch of people's pics from the premiere of it and stuff on the interwebs. And it looks like a mm-hmm. on the interwebs. It looks like a good ass time. I heard it was great. So <laughs> I'm excited to watch. I feel like the pictures of people's like red carpet looks got me more excited about the movie. Oh, nice. That's so, good. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Lots of lots to look forward right. to for us. So much to look forward, so much to do. Oh my goodness, I, I cannot wait. I know. Well, I hope that we convinced some of you to give some shows a try or a movie or a documentary that you heard about today. Medi, where else can they reach out to us if they want to complain about our recommendations <laughs> or commend us for picking such amazing works yeah. of art? <laughs> they can find us on Twitter 
and Instagram, both handles are at girl. Did you watch where on Twitter we'll live tweet about the challenge, sometimes about the random stuff that we're watching as on Instagram. So interact with us, hit us up and definitely don't forget to rate review and subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts, hit that five-star rating, let us know what you think, and definitely feel free to slide into our DMs as well and let us know what we should watch because we're always here for good racks. Yes. All right, girl. I love you. We'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye.